welcome to Be Boomer Unleashed. I'm Jerry Lake, the Unleashed Baby Boomer, and I'll be your host for today's episode and all the episodes of Be Boomer Unleashed. Today's episode, episode 134, Just Good News, Journal Entry 31. We take a look at chapter 9 of Carrie Schmidt's book, Done, What Most Religions Don't Tell You About the Bible, and the title of that chapter is The Greatest Gift. Before we get into reading that chapter with you today, let me remind you, as always, where you can find our podcast. You can find us at beboomerunleashed.podbean.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio. You can find our link on Facebook, Spotify, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you can't find it there, just Google Be Boomer Unleashed, and we'll show up somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, drop us an email, if you would, at beboomerunleashed at gmail.com. Once again, that's beboomerunleashed at gmail.com with your comments, questions, criticisms, and suggestions for future episodes. As I tell you every episode, I encourage you to buy several copies of this little book, uh, This Little Book Done, What Most Religions Don't Tell You About the Bible. It's a great witnessing tool. And we encourage you to buy several copies to give to those who might be seeking the truth about Jesus. You can find those books at www.strivingtogether.com, and also you can find them on Amazon.com. So, without uh, further ado, we'll continue on in the book, Done by Carrie Schmidt. Chapter 9, The Greatest Gift. Christmas around our house is a greatly anticipated event, probably much like you. We save and plan for months. Way ahead of time, the kids are already taking inventory of what they don't have, stuff they can ask for on their Christmas lists. I mean, we're getting hints somewhere around August. Wow, do they get creative and does the list ever grow over those months before Christmas? This year, my son wants a guitar, a bunk bed, a bike, and a new music player. That's the short list, and at this writing, there are still eight weeks until Christmas. No doubt, as the time draws nearer, my wife and I will carve out some time and venture into that jungle we call the mall to do some Christmas shopping with the rest of the crowd. At that time, we will take our hard-earned cash and spend it to provide gifts for our three children. No one makes us do this. We pay the full price for the gifts because we love our children. Then on Christmas morning, or sooner, if we get talked into it, these gifts are freely presented to these three crazed children who couldn't wait for this moment to arrive. No doubt you even enjoy getting a gift or two yourself each Christmas or birthday. There's something really nice about receiving a gift. One thing about Christmas, though, we talk for months about the kids being good or they won't get anything for Christmas. They all know that's a joke. In truth, they know they're going to get gifts no matter how good or bad they've been. And usually, it's plenty of both. Even a child understands that a gift isn't about doing, it's about done. In other words, no 10-year-old expects to have to pay for his Christmas gifts. It's generally understood among the preschool, elementary, teenage, and even young adult population of the world that Christmas gifts are paid for by parents and received by kids. It's like a global law. Well, friend, when God refers to the payment for your sins, salvation from hell, he literally calls it a gift. It's a gift from him to you provided through Jesus Christ. 
Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Plain and simple, it's a gift of God. John 3.16 begins, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Over and over in Scripture, God tells us that salvation is a gift. Look at these verses carefully and see how many times God refers to this gift. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For it is through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift, came upon all men unto justification of life. Romans five fifteen through 18. The central message here is that as sin came upon all men because of Adam's sin, Even so, God's free gift of salvation, justification, and righteousness is made available to all men through one person, Jesus Christ. The word justification means to declare righteous. The word righteous means perfect or right in God's sight. This is the message. For God to declare me righteous, not guilty, it must come through the gift of Jesus Christ. Again, in 2 Corinthians 9.15, we read, Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. And finally, in Ephesians 2.8, God says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Without a doubt, this is the greatest gift that you have ever been offered. It beats every Christmas and every birthday of your entire life all put together. This gift determines your eternity with God in heaven. There are two things you must realize about this gift. First, it must be completely free. A true gift cannot be paid for or earned. A true gift has no conditions or strings attached. It must be paid for by another and then offered freely. If you have to earn, deserve, pay, or in any way compensate for a gift... It's no longer a gift. That's what God means in this verse. And if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. Romans eleven six. Grace is getting what I don't deserve. Mercy is not getting what I do deserve. Mercy is when the police officer pulls you over for speeding but lets you off with a warning. Grace would be the police officer pulling you over for speeding and giving you a $100 Walmart gift card just because he loves you. With this gift from God, you're being offered both God's grace and God's mercy. Over and over in the Bible, God calls this a gift of his grace 
something given from unmerited favor. Titus 2.11 says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Hebrews 2.9 says, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels from the, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. The second thing about the gift, it must be optional. A forced gift is no gift at all. A gift cannot be forced upon the recipient. It can only be offered. Friend, are you seeing God's message? God's truth to you isn't due. It's done. In so many ways, he tries to tell us that eternal life is a gift. It has been purchased by the death of Jesus Christ. It cannot be earned, paid for, or deserved. It's already paid in full. The full pardon for your sins is gift-wrapped and waiting under the tree called Calvary. It was paid for by the precious life and blood of Jesus Christ who died in your place. He offers this gift to you freely by His love and grace. It cost Him His life, and He wants eagerly to see if you will accept it as your own. He cannot force you to take it, and He cannot accept your efforts to earn it. Yet he longs for you to have it. Remember, 2 Peter 3.9 says that God is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God cannot force you to come to repentance for you to recognize your sin debt and come to him for the only cure. He will never force himself on you. He's not that kind of God. He has done everything he can do. He has paid the price in full for this gift, and now he waits for your decision. If you'd like to know how to make this gift your own, then tune in next week as we conclude this book done in chapter 10 entitled, Believing on Christ. Well, it's been good to be with you again this week. It's been good to go through this book done. If you haven't listened to all the other episodes, uh, all the other chapters have done, I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to buy copies of this book. Give it to those who are searching for Jesus. You'll be glad you did, and you might make a difference in someone's eternity. Well, it's been great to be with you guys this week. I hope you've had a great week. I hope you have a great week ahead of you. Folks, remember to pray for all the folks over in Afghanistan and around the world who are under persecution today by those who would like to see them dead for one reason, because they believe on Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. What a tragedy we have going on over in Afghanistan right now as we try to get American citizens and Afghani Christians out of there before it's too late. Pray for that effort over there, and pray for our military. Pray for the civilians who are working to try to get these folks out. Well, I look forward to seeing you again at the next episode of Bee Boomer Unleashed. But until then, have a great week, and may God bless each and every one of you. Goodbye. Goodbye.